0: Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Everybody, it's Helen Panos, and I appreciate you joining me again today for my Smart Parents, Successful Students podcast. And um, I am uh, really appreciative that you've joined us again this week. And I am happy to uh, bring on a different guest, and her name is Stacy Georges. Welcome, Stacy. How are you doing? Thank you, Helen. I'm great. Great. Um, well, I just wanted to, um, bring Stacy on because she has an interesting company and, um, I wanted you to tell the, uh, the audience a little bit about yourself and your journey to where you've come to today.
1: Okay. Well, I was always a recreation therapist, so
0: I always like to
1: work with the, our special needs community. Mm -hmm. Um, I just the first time I ever went to a dance with, um, individuals that uh, had special needs, I was in because they are so excited about life and they love to dance and there's no standing (laughs) on the sidelines with them. And I just fell in love with all of them. So that's what I've been doing for many, many years. And then after I had children, I, um, I realized that when you're a parent, you're exhausted all the time. And when you have a special needs child, then you have to take them to all these therapies and doctor's appointments. And so my heart was just breaking for parents that had to do all this extra stuff. So I have started a nonprofit that pays for parents to have a break. And that's called respite in the special needs community. That's just for for billing purposes. (laughs) It really, we call ourselves glorified babysitters. Um, But, but, uh, you know, I started a company that helps parents and I realized so many people could not afford it because parents will spend their last dime. They will go into their 401k, they will, you know, second mortgage their house for a surgery or a medication or even mm. that, that promises to help their child. But when it comes to taking care of ourselves, we just wait and do that last. So um, what we do is raise money for families so that when they need a break, um,
0: we're there to help pay that special needs caregiver for them. That's awesome. I love the way you support parents raising children with uh, special needs. Um, that's really, that's touching. Um, So, um, so going into the next question is, let me find it. (laughs) Um, so how does a parent know if a child needs special ed services? I, I hear this a lot actually in my business. Yeah. Okay. I do
1: hear this a lot. Well, um, usually the, the teacher will say something. Um, sometimes you can see it yourself. Once you get your child into a classroom and all them are, um, you know, same age and, I know with me as a preschool mom, I didn't realize that my, my kids both had ADHD. I didn't realize it. I just thought everybody was that tired. So, um, and once you get them into a group where, you know, like kindergarten, first grade, when you see Mm -hmm. that um, your child's running faster than the rest of them, or um, your child is in the corner playing with blocks during the class, you know, discussion time, then you might be, that might be a signal, but most of the time, the. The professionals will help give you that information. That you know maybe this child needs to be tested, but just remember that they are not allowed to tell you that they think you you know have a certain diagnosis. Um, most teachers are afraid to say anything like that because they will get in mm-hmm. trouble with the administration. So you do have them on your side to a point where you you know they'll say that in, this might be something you would want to test them for. But Mm -hmm. um, just be aware that you have to be their advocate at all
0: times. I was going to ask you, do you do your people go in as advocates for like IEP meetings? No, no, no. We are just
1: well, I say we I I'm not in charge of that business anymore, although I did it for years and so my heart is still in it. But it's Mm -hmm. usually it's other moms that have experience with special needs kids and we are not health care professionals we do, do not claim to be but if they will teach us what to do we will do it because i figure all these moms are getting sent home with medical equipment and a child that has all these behaviors and they just they figure it out and so we are willing to help them any
0: way we can that's awesome Well, wow, you, you you're doing very important work let me say very much needed well um thank you. So- So what are two things you learned from your years of providing in-home respite care? Well, um, two important things
1: are that um, these parents have tried almost everything. So whenever you see somebody out that has a child that they are struggling with, please do not assume that they have not tried everything that you can think of. Um, Mm -hmm. Just give them the credit. You know, if, If you want to ask, you can say, well, what does your therapist say? Or what does the speech therapist say? But don't say, has she had speech therapy? Or, you know, I know my grandparents would have said, if I had a child that acted like that, I would have given them a whooping. But that's not (laughs) necessary. (laughs) That's not going to work. Because a lot of these autistic young people, they have a very high pain tolerance. So spanking does Mm. not work. It just doesn't. So please, please be kind to the parents. They are doing the best they can with the information that they have at the time. Um, and the other thing that I've learned is that um, they're almost all financially stretched. They, mm-hmm. they have paid their last dime to, you know, the therapist or somebody who has promised them a cure mm-hmm. and they feel alone and isolated and I sincerely believe that the best thing we can say to somebody is that they are not alone. Yeah. Uh, So that's why we want to come alongside them and say, you know, do you have a support group? And if they say no, then, you know, give them our card because they can apply for a scholarship. It's very easy. Um, There are some government programs I'll mention because I know that's what I would be thinking wait, where's the government programs Mm -hmm. that my taxes pay for, right? the programs are there, but first of all, the application process is arduous. I mean, mm. people pay somebody to help them fill it out. There wow. are businesses that pay that get paid to do that. Then second of all, once you get approved, you get put on a wait list, Helen. I mm. oh, no. I've, yeah, <laughs> wait list. I've heard five 10, 12, 12 years. Can you imagine if your child's well, seven and then 12 years later oh you're still right? So it's underfunded, even though it's there, and so that's what got my got my blood boiling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and
1: you know everybody that's a mom. Once your blood gets boiling, then you start wanting to, you know, make a difference. So that's what I did is I started a fund, and um, anybody that's interested in helping us, they can go to um, specialneedsrespite.org and um if you can make a donation that's wonderful cuz most people don't know how to take care of these kids so it's better for you to you know pay to do the gift so that somebody that is experienced can help uh-huh. um if you want to get involved with um like whatever your professional um like you're helping us right now helen because you're helping us get the word out and mm-hmm. hopefully somebody will hear this and say oh My brother has a special needs child and I would love to help because I see what he goes through. So um, we are always looking for um, people that want to get involved in, you know, any kind of profession we will take them as a volunteer volunteer. Like we always need people for marketing and bookkeeping and, um, and any kind of public forum that we can speak at. If you know somebody that has a foundation that would match, um our cause that's the hardest part about getting grants Mm -hmm. try because there's so many people with big hearts that have given to foundations but um to find one that matches our cause is always a challenge so right those are the different things that um, we as a community can come alongside these special needs parents and help them not
0: to feel alone right gosh for sure Wow, I can't believe it takes that long <laughs> to get um, some help through our government. Oh, geez. <laughs> so number three, what do you propose is the best way to support these parents then? Okay, I think I kind of almost jumped yeah, yeah. Right into that. Is there I'm anything sorry. else or anything you want to add or...
1: Well, like I said, number one, don't assume that the parents haven't tried everything, you know, whenever I see somebody that's, you know, with a child with a meltdown or whatever, just remember that they're doing the best that they can. Um, and asking them if they have a support group is always a good way, you know, to because they'll usually it it takes away their, um, their defenses you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you look tired. Oh, I am so tired. Do you have anybody you can trust to help you? And if they say no, then, you know, you can tell them about us. Um, those are the, those are the big things I think. And, and we do have a support group if somebody doesn't, if they're not able to go to meetings. So we do something online. It's all, um, it's all just emails. And so I, I send out stuff about community activities that would welcome special needs people. Mm-hmm. I, I send out uh, things like, you know, if somebody wants, needs an advocate, we can help them, you know, find one. Um, oh, the biggest thing about trying to get your education, that seems to be really difficult, is to take someone with you to the IEP
0: meetings. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Would your child like to improve their SAT or ACT test scores so they can get into the college of their dreams? But they need special attention, something they can't get at large classes like Kaplan or Princeton Review. Dynamis Learning Academy offers individual and small group SAT and ACT prep to help your child improve his scores quickly and easily. Go to dynamislearningacademy.com to learn more or reach out at 770-282-9931.
1: And we do that. I have people that can go okay. in. Okay. Good. Okay. So contact Helen if you need an advocate, because it is just too personal. Even if you know what your rights mm-hmm. are, you get in there and they start saying stuff about your child. It's just too emotional. If you have a friend or an advocate that can step in and say those things without being emotional about it, that'll get you far.
0: Yeah. And that, and then that person has a whole lot more knowledge of the system, so to speak, the school system and how they're operating that. And they're listening out for what your child needs. Whereas, you, like you said, the parent tends to get a little more emotional because it is their child. So that, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I've had, um, I also reach out to someone that does it for me. I connect them through to people and I also have a special ed teacher that will do it that will step in.
1: Oh that's so, wonderful. What a great service you're providing.
0: Yeah, and and we do I we do IEPs, we do RTI. I I'll step into an RTI meeting in a 504 because I have that experience. Okay, so fabulous. I've done that. I've helped a couple kids this past year get into special ed or 504s or RTIs. I've done yeah. three or four this past year. Yeah. Um, I,
1: I just was going to say, I've noticed that even when you know your rights and you say, you know, can, can my son have this or my daughter have extra time? And they just say, no, they're not trying. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, I, I'm speechless as a parent. If I was the advocate, I would say you are wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as a parent, I was just so caught off guard. that I couldn't believe
0: anybody would speak to me like that, but. Um, I just, yeah, what the the school system says, since I was a 504 chair before is, um, you, the need has to be shown. And so if they think they're purposely not doing the work, but you know, that's where you have to, uh, I had a young lady who's 11th grader just get extended time for the ACT just now, like going into her senior year. I, I personally talked her back in sixth grade and she was waiting, waiting and, and she can't finish the ACT so um i jumped in because i have the knowledge of the 504s and i was able at first they wouldn't give it to her because a couple of the teachers that were in there were not the teachers we wanted to hear from i wanted i had to call the 504 chair myself and step out of the meet you know be done with the meeting then called her and said we need to set up another meeting in a couple weeks because this young lady cannot finish the act she's not trying to get Extra time just to exceed everybody else and not be playing on the same field. So I said, she just really can't. She's got ADHD. So she agreed. And I said, well, you got to have the language arts and math teacher there. That's who we want to hear from. And she actually went and advocated for herself, too. That helped. She went, I asked her to go speak to the math teacher privately, to the language arts teacher privately. And they needed to attend the next 504 meeting and we finally got it done in like may right before um and and she's got to wait a few months before that becomes uh official for her to take the act again to get that extended time because you have to wait a few months too
1: well i'm glad you brought that up helen because kids in high school are so fragile and so worried about what everybody's thinking, Mm -hmm. even though they have, they usually have a general ed teacher and a special ed teacher in that classroom. They actually have to get out of their seat and go over and talk to that special ed teacher. Most kids won't do it. They're embarrassed. Mm -hmm. They don't want anybody to know that they have special ed. You know, kids are cruel. They call them speds. So they don't wanna do that. So it's wonderful that your student was able to do that. Um, It's just so hard for most kids. And I'm glad you brought up ADHD because that's something you can't look at somebody and know that they have it. But Mm -hmm. a child with ADHD is just trying so hard to focus. They often won't take notes. And I know I've seen it at least in several kids where they'll like draw on their hand so that they can concentrate and the teacher mm-hmm. sees that and she says, you're not even taking notes. You're not trying. Yeah. Looks like a behavior issue. Right. Right. <laughs> so so how can these kids, you know, beat that kind of, kind of system that, you know, they've already decided that
0: you're just not trying. That's why I'm a big advocate of parents definitely need to get these programs in place for their children if they have ADHD or whatever they may have as a disability, because otherwise I can understand from a teacher perspective how they may think it's a, you're acting out you're you have a behavior issue mm-hmm. you know they're going to call them out on it um, otherwise the 504 these kinds of things they all protect them against all of that right so, yeah it's very important that parents understand they need to make sure they they know what the resources are that are available to them in programs in the school mm-hmm. system so yeah uh-huh. we we help out with that so yep Wow, well, we could be a, a force
1: to be reckoned with, Helen. Yes, we, we can.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, and moving to the next question. This is interesting. So what is the best piece of parenting advice you have received over time <laughs> that helped you become a better parent for your child?
1: <sighs> well... At this point, my, my kids are adults and Mm -hmm. I'm always hearing people say, oh, there's this new medication and, oh, there's this, you know, new therapist that's out or whatever. And I have to tell myself I did the best I could with the information that I had at the time. And that really helps me not feel guilty. And I think (laughs) that that helps I mean, because all of us, we think, oh, what did I do that's caused this? You know, was this biological? Was this environmental? Um, You know, this poor child is suffering. And we, as moms, we think this must be my fault. But I just always want to reach out to moms, especially, and say, you're doing everything you can with the information you have at the time. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't know about that, you know, don't blame yourself. Right. You, you were doing the best you can. And, um, I, I have a spiritual element too, is that I, I count on God's word where he says he works all things together for good for those who love him. So mm-hmm. even the bullies, even the terrible experiences, God is
0: using those mm-hmm. together for good. I have to believe it. Yes, I agree completely. Um what did your parents teach that has helped you become a better adult? Well, I just, you
1: know, I'm at the ripe old age but I still look back and I think, wow, how, where did I learn this? And the big thing, <laughs> the big thing that I've, you know, reappreciated again is that my parents were very clear that we were all one race and that we were all equal and that we each have a right to a fair and equal education. Mm -hmm. So they were teachers and uh, at the time they were um, very much liberal and wanted to make sure that their, their daughters knew that we were all equal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just come out so much in the last couple of years, you know, um, are we treating people uh, the same? Are we treating everybody like they are, um, you know, an equal to us? Right. So it's just become more, more obvious to me that, you know, what your parents tell you when you're a child is how you treat special needs people. It's how you treat anybody that doesn't
0: look like you. True. Yes. It's what we learn from young about everything, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And even more, the reason why parents need to be aware of parenting from young, very young. Yeah. So um, one more thing. How about a favorite quote or affirmation you'd like to share with our audience? Do you have one? Well,
1: I'm always quoting Romans 8, 28. God works all things together for good for those who love Mm -hmm. him and are called according to his purpose. That's what keeps me hanging on. Like that cat in the poster, hang in there, baby. (laughs) That's my mantra. Honestly, That's cool. (laughs) I like that quote. That's great. Thank you.
0: Um, So how could people reach out to you to either donate? I think you mentioned it earlier in the show, but if you want to mention that again, or if they can reach out and speak with you, where would they go or... I know you're on social media too. Yeah. Anything I, you want to say here, here's a good time for you to say. Thank you. You're thank you. I,
1: <laughs> I am available for um, public speaking. If anybody um, has a group, I will go to any group and um, just talk about my passion for helping the special needs community. We are on Facebook under Special Needs Respite Inc. We are on Instagram with as Special Needs Respite. And that is also our website is www.specialneedsrespite.org. Every nonprofit is org. So if you remember it that way, then you can always find us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's lots of opportunities on the website. You know, it, it, there's volunteer, donate, get involved and right. get a scholarship. So it's all there.
0: Well, I would love to volunteer. So let's chat about Okay. Those all right yes. thanks Helen. right up my alley all right. <laughs> of education well thank you very much uh for joining us today stacy and uh sharing your your company with everybody um i know you're doing great work and helping children and we all appreciate that because oh, thanks, parent, parents need a, a lot of help that's my um and my other motto is parents don't know what they don't know because there's so much going on out there from when even i was a child things have changed and, and being in education for 25 plus years i can say that i've seen a lot of things out there um <laughs> so yes oh,
1: that makes me think of another one knowledge is power
0: yes hmm knowledge is power that That's is so for true. sure i like that definitely Well, thank you everyone for joining us today and, um, you know, we'll be back on again next week with another guest and I appreciate you joining us and listening to my podcast and hopefully all of this is very helpful to you and brings you a lot of resources and as Stacey just said, knowledge is power. Take care and have a good rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com/podcast/. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at Helen at Dynamis learningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.